0: Welcome to the everything on nothing sports podcast. This is your host Jacob Michael Dorsey back here with our other uh, co-hosts Michael Lunas and Chandler Kirkland and today we have with us a special guest. I really uh, I really trust this guy when it comes to anything NFL. We have Jacob burnt with us. So how you doing Jacob.
1: I'm doing pretty good. Um, Thank you for having me
0: good. How the rest of you guys doing.
1: Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good myself. It's been a good day.
0: Good. I'm glad you guys are doing pretty good. Okay, so we're we're gonna do a, start doing a little segment on this uh, Tuesday NFL podcast. We're gonna be um, doing just ten minutes or so about who's the greatest of all time at a certain position. So um, we're gonna dedicate a whole episode to the quarterback discussion. That's that that's something in and of itself. But we're gonna do running backs today. So um, I'm curious. Um, let's start with you, Mike. Who do you think is the greatest running back of all time?
2: In my opinion, the greatest running back of all time, uh, I have to say, is Barry Sanders. Mm. Uh, just because my argument is Walter Payne. I love Walter Payne. I respect him very highly. And he didn't really have much of an offense, just like Barry. Well, Barry didn't really have a team. Um, but Walter at least had a defense. And, you know, they they are known for their defense in the eighty five Bears Super Bowl against the Patriots. Um, but if Barry Sanders only played uh ten years and he had almost fifteen thousand yards. He mm. was close. And to do that in ten years is very challenging. Like nothing against Emmett Smith, Jacob Michael, but I mean he played fourteen years and he got eighteen thousand yards. Hey. I'm just saying and he had a really good offensive line. All the years hey. he played in, at the Cowboys. It's
0: not his fault. He's durable,
2: but hey. it's not Barry fan- Barry Sanders' fault. He's short. I mean, he's hey. not the same height as Emmett Smith, but Barry just yeah. knew how to run past people. It will probably
0: surprise you that Emmett Smith is not my choice, but um, yeah, let's. Oh no, let's, I
2: just said that because you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I just didn't want to offend love you me with Emmett Smith. Uh, Smith though.
0: But um, let's go to you, Chandler. Who, who's your? Who do you throw the hat in for? Um, Running back of See, all time.
3: here's the thing. You know, running back is such a, a varied position. You had so many greats at that position, and it's that way with a lot of people in football. But personally, my pick is Ladainian Tomlinson. Mm. He played for about ten seasons, almost fourteen thousand career rushing yards. Which, as Mike said, with Barry Sanders, it's not easy to do. I mean, look how many rushing touchdowns he had. He had 145 career rushing and 17 career receiving touchdowns. Again, that's not easy to do. And the thing about LaDainian Tomlinson, a great majority of his his uh, time in the NFL was played with Phillip Rivers on the Chargers. And then he went to the Jets and played one season with them, but he had Mark Sanchez, so that's where he went downhill. But let, my pick is LaDainian Tomlinson.
0: Good, good. Right, what do you think, Jacob? Who's your pick?
1: Well, you know, I'd i like to say Marshall Falk because he went to the Rams and he just blew them to a the Super Bowl. Mm. But... The thing about it is he had a good offensive line and a good quarterback, and you know a few good receivers. I really like Barry Sanders. You know, as a Packers fan, it's hard for me to admit this, but he's a guy who didn't have a team, but somehow managed to run a thousand yards in over ten seasons straight. Um, he went against one of the best defenses to ever live, the 1996 and 1997 Green Bay Packers, and he'd still crush them in yardage. Um, he was just a monster, and you know he had character. I really like that about the mm-hmm. era of that those running backs and the, just those players in general. And to be honest, uh, I don't think that any running backs um, in today's game or the day the game to come, you know, will ever get to the peak where Barry Sanders or a Walter Payton like figure got. So
0: yeah, these um these are all great picks. There's a lot I could name eight running backs that are in this conversation. And um, I like the Barry Sanders, Walter Payton. I'm glad you threw Walter Payton in there, because I was was sad he was going to get no love. But uh, he's definitely one of the greatest.
2: Wait, before you go, not going to lie, but when we're talking about these running backs, like the ones we mentioned, other than LaDainian Tomlinson, they were like just starting to get more into passing. Because 80s and 90s were mainly, well, 70s, 80s, and 90s were like all running. 90s were like the transition period, which with Walter Payton and Barry Sanders when they played. Well, Walter Payton mainly 80s, but. I mean still that's other like I agree with, uh Chandler too because that was it's a heavy pass heavy league now. Oh yeah. oh yeah,
0: the thing Ladanian's Tomlinson Ladanian Tomlinson did just incredible. His his touchdown numbers his it, he was just an incredible player. I'm going to pick someone that was before all you guys. Um he's kind of sort of the founding father of running the running back position. It's Jim Brown, isn't it? Jim Brown. Jim Brown um what could have been? He mm-hmm. he had uh 12,000 yards in his uh, really short career, eight seasons. Um, what he could have done. It's just it, he he quit the NFL to become an actor, which um, back in that day it was a it was a whole different it was a whole different mindset. Mm-hmm. The NFL was not something that you would do if you were the best. People didn't think of NFL players as the celebrities of that day. They, that was just it. it it had its fan base, but it wasn't one of the most premier jobs, and so he went to go be an actor, which had more, which had more importance in that day and age, and so um, crazy, crazy. He had 106 touchdowns in his eight-year career, um, just a complete beast. Um, so yeah, that's my yeah. pick.
1: And to mention something, you know, he was actually a lot taller and bigger than most of the players at the time. He was six two. Yeah. And it says right here, uh, or two hundred and thirty two pounds. And uh that's just a complete beast. Yeah. That was big then. for his time.
0: Yeah. Oh my, yeah. It's even big nowadays. If you have a two thirty yeah. running back, that'd be that'd be an Eddie Lacey. He, he wasn't weight. he wasn't
3: as fat as Eddie Lacey <laughs> but yeah, but, you see Jim yeah, Brown running at you in that day, it's like
1: yeah, 5.2 yards per carry. I mean, That's pretty, insane. Yeah, that bad. is really good. Yeah, he'd knock you over. It
3: felt like it, you just got hit oh. by a bullet train. I mean, and here's the thing about Jim Brown and all the other running backs we've mentioned. Every single one of these running backs that we mentioned won the MVP at some point. Yep. But how many of those won a championship? Jim Brown won oh. it one time. He was a one-time NFL champion. This was before the Super Bowl.
1: But Walter Payton yeah. won at once. Walter Payton. Yeah, won it Walter was. Payton won Walter at once. Falk won at once. Yeah, he Didn't. did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Barry Sanders none. Yeah. And uh, who is your pick? Lydian Tomlinson never won. To be yeah.
1: honest, though, Barry Sanders had a tough time with his whole. Team. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's why I said anytime you're on the Lions,
0: anytime you're on the you, know, but, you <laughs> know, kind of a, just,
2: a career throw. Until <laughs> they had Megatron, yeah. then they did okay. Yeah. <laughs> just
1: to boost my pick one more time. He got the Detroit Lions to the playoffs and yeah. actually won a playoff. That's an game. amazing feat. That's true. So, that is true. Um
2: yeah. Especially when you had the um Bears or the Packers with Brett Favre during that time. Yes.
1: Well, they beat him before the Packers got Brett Favre.
2: I know, but still so. like then you had you also had the Cowboys in that divi- and yeah. that conference and the and the 49ers. So, yeah. And yeah, that was the, like their dynasty. Cuz the Niners had
3: Steve Young or Joe Montana? Both. They've had both, both at the time. And then the Cowboys had... Uh, Emmitt,
2: Smith, Emmitt and, Smith and Troy uh, Aikman. You Smith. could just go on and on. And on.
3: Like, even the yeah. competition...
0: You There's have to too face. many choices. But one thing I do as we do this series, as we do this um, this GOAT series, I like the point you brought up, the championships. I never want to hear that being brought up. <laughs> because <laughs> when we go along, one of my main stances... In the NBA, I understand he has a lot of rings. I understand that because... There's only five people on the court at a time. There are 22 starters in an NFL game. Yeah. One person cannot carry a team. Right. That's fair. You you have a team. When we're talking dynasties, for sure, championships is the mark. But um, with individual players, rings are nice. And uh, I know I'm addressing like people like Tom Brady. They have a lot of rings, and that and he's a big part of that. But I don't think that that's, that's the main mark. Oh, yeah. he has six rings. He must Championships
3: in- are a team effort. They're not one single player. Yeah. And, yes, I agree
1: with you and on that's, that. That's why I like Barry Sanders because he essentially carried the team. Too bad it wasn't enough yeah. because he was only one player.
0: Yeah, there's so. so much you can do. And carrying a team to the playoffs, which I do think is accomplishable, one one great player on an offense can do that. Yeah. Of course, it determines it. It matters the position. Like yeah. one offensive guard isn't gonna carry your team to a playoff. Yeah, Joe but,
1: Thomas was definitely an anchor on the Browns. When he was yeah,
0: there. but, but he's a really, great. He's, he's an all-time he's, great, and yeah.
1: he he never got anywhere. No yet. results. Yep.
0: So yeah, there. There's a lot. There's a lot of running backs, and um so many great ones. I love watching the running back position, and I think now in the league we're starting to get. I don't know. It's too early to say all-time greats, but Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott. We'll see Le'Veon Bell. I thought he was really good before he – but we don't know how good that offensive line was and how that helped him. But uh, people like him, there's there's a lot of exciting young talent at the running back position, and I love watching watching that position in particular.
1: If you me to, Jacob Michael. If I, I really might... love watching the young talent. If I might add something real quick, yeah, I believe the running back position is kind of becoming a lesser position and that quarterbacks are now starting to be running backs in their own way. So I think that, yes, we need a running back that's a third down kind of guy mm-hmm. or a first down, whether, whatever down you want to go for. But I don't believe that they're as necessary as they were back in,
3: Yeah.
0: And
1: it's the same thing with the fullback, you know, the fullback isn't even a position anymore. They've died out. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Only a few teams still have those. And, and a lot of teams think, why, why draft an Ezekiel Elliott, number four, or a Leonard Fournette, number seven, I think it was, when you can get an Alvin Kamara in the second round or even a Philip Lindsay undrafted. Why, why do that? But I, I do think there's Todd Gurley went early. I think, in order to get an elite running back talent, you have Saquon Barkley. He was drafted early.
1: Or get them in free agency when they. Oh you know, yeah. When they leave their. Team. When they
0: become a cancer in the team and request a <laughs> trade, but um, no,
1: that's not always the case.
0: Yeah, but um, Le'Veon Bell, yeah, that guy. But yeah, um, I'm excited to see what this generation of running backs can become. And I think we have a lot of greats in there today. Um, so now we're going to kind of transition. We're going to go to a uh, free agency sort of um, set, uh, section here. We're going to go position by position, and we're just going to go and see who the free agents are this summer, and, um, or this March rather. And then we're going to see which ones are starters, which ones are the ones to watch, and then what team do we think they're going to go to. So um, let's get started. We're going to go ahead and go quarterback first. And, um, I'm just going to read the names of the highlighted ones, um, here, and then we're just going to talk about them. So, uh, the quarterback free agents this March, we got Tyrod Taylor, Josh McCown, Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles, Matt Schaub, Ryan Fitzpatrick, RG3, and Brock Osweiler. Let's just do those. Those are the main ones. If you guys have any other ones you want to mention, that's fine, but, um, so which one of those guys do you think could be an actual starter in the
2: league? <laughs> Nick Foles. There's no There's no chance that there's going to be anybody else. I mean, you don't have a Super Bowl starter, MVP, and champion in free agency that you don't think is going to be a starter on a different team. Yeah. That Like, I'm, I'm really sad that he's going to leave the Eagles. Like, I knew it was going to happen, but, I mean, it's going to be tough because if Carson gets injured again, <laughs> Yeah, the, the, Eagles uh, the Eagles are screwed, yeah.
0: Yeah, but but it's also a risk with a guy who's had playoff success, but when you look at his regular season record since he's been in the league, not so spectacular. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like you might think, oh, well, if we have a guy that that's that good, that pl- has played that good recently, oh, maybe we think about trading Carson Wentz, which sounds almost sacrilegious to an, in, yeah. to an Eagles fan, but... But you have to have those conversations. And so, um, yeah, he's for sure one that caught my eye that I think he'll be a starter for a team that's looking for a quarterback. Anyone else that you think could be a starter?
1: Come,
3: right, you go first. Personally, I feel like the only other quarterback on this list of 20 or so QBs that are in free agency, other than Nick Foles, obviously, the only other one I could see being even a starter is Teddy Bridgewater. And the reason why mm-hmm. I say that, like, I don't see him being a full-time starter. I see him being, like, a what you call a rental quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's for a team that, like, has a quarterback, but Teddy Bridgewater will be a second string, but he'll only start if they absolutely need him to be. So, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he, him being on the Saints, he's gaining good experience because he's learning from oh, yeah. Drew Brees. And you can learn from great QBs and be a good quarterback yourself, but it doesn't always work that way. So... Other than Nick Foles, I see Teddy Bridgewater as being the only capable quarterback starter.
0: Yeah, I think he could. I, I like what he's doing right now in New Orleans where he's learning, yeah, from one of the best. And I think when Drew Brees retires, they draft a young quarterback, and then Teddy Bridgewater can start for them a little bit. I think that's a perfect fit for him just to be that transition quarterback. Um, Anyone else? or do we? Yeah,
1: you know, uh, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. <laughs> but I really think... Ryan Fitzpatrick mm. could be a good quarterback. I mean, he had four games last season where he had over 400 yards, and you might say that's at the beginning of the season. But um, if you just look at uh, you know a lot of his past seasons, you know he's well above the 60 completion rate. and most of the times he's above 20 touchdowns in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know my favorite quarterback only had 22 touchdowns this season. Um, yeah, and that's Aaron Rodgers. I think one of the best to play the game. I think if you put Ryan Fitzpatrick on a team that had an okay defense, um, especially if you put him on the Jaguars, mm-hmm. I think you could have something really good there with Leonard Fournette and you know all their. I don't. I know they have a lot of scrappy receivers, but I think Ryan Fitzpatrick could really add to that. Um, he's just a pass happy quarterback in a pass happy league, and I think that he'd be a good fit if he had a decent o line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that pick. I think yeah, if you put him on a team with a good defense, he could be one of those let's push for the playoffs now, which yeah. is something I think the Jaguars need to do. They can't waste that defense by drafting another young quarterback.
1: Or staying with Blake Bortles. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, no. Um I think Tyrod Taylor, that's the only one other one I see. I think he could be a starter. I I like him a lot, but just um his age was his yeah. pro his pros and his cons his pro was he because he's mobile and he ha, he's has young but um but i think he's thirty he's thirty now and so i think his his value is starting to die down but i think he could be a starter if a team if a team was desperate enough which with this draft class quarterbacks are not the best so i think i think he could get a shot to start
1: if i may add to that i think that he could be a good filler for Say like the Arizona Cardinals where mm. maybe they draft uh, Kyler Murray mm-hmm. and he trains them up for about two games, and then you know they let their draft pick do what he does best and win them games. Yeah. So yeah. I think that I don't, I won't say he's a starting quarterback, but he can definitely you know start the first few games of the season just coach up a young player. He at least
0: has value in the league. Yes. Yeah, he has value in this league, which a lot of these people can teach and have. I think a lot of these have value in the league. But um, So let's go th- just through those four, and let's see who we think the best fits are. Um, let's start with Nick Foles. That was the main one. I think he would be perfect for the the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars, they need that quarterback. I think he's, he's a great person in the locker room, which is what the Jaguars need. With Jalen Ramsey, they just have that kind of turmoil in the locker room. And I think Nick Foles, he's 30 years old, so he'll bring that veteran presence in that will be like, guys... Let's just tone this down. Let's do our work and let's win games. And I think he, he has a really good shot at doing that. Any other teams you guys think Nick Foles would be a great addition to?
3: I personally agree with him going to Jacksonville. I see him as a great fit in Jacksonville. But the only other team that I could see him going to would be Miami. Because mm-hmm. as much as I love Ryan Tanhill, because I've known Ryan Tanhill for about three years, you know, me being from uh, his high school and all, Miami's in trouble. Miami's yeah. in desperate trouble. I, I love Ryan Tannehill, but he cannot carry the Dolphins by himself,
1: and Nick Foles would be
3: a good fit in
1: Miami. Yeah. I'm gonna speak heresy for a Packers fan, but I'm gonna say if you put a good leader on the Chicago Bears, mm. they could win a Super Bowl. You look at their defense right now and their championship level. Um if they just get that Mitchell Trubisky is not the answer for the Chicago Bears. I know they've invested a lot into him, but if they got a leader like Nick Foles, a Super Bowl MVP, been to the Pro Bowl I think at least once, I know in 2013, if yeah. they give them that leader, then I feel like you know the Bears will soar and they'll win a Super Bowl. So I mm. I think that would be a good fit.
3: Yeah, uh, because Chicago
1: came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I, I think they've been accumulating, and they just need a
2: few extra pieces. Like and that coach, really yeah. Yeah. that coach really helped. That coach really helped. What do you think, Mike? I agree with Jacksonville. To be honest, I don't like when the Eagles have to play former teammates. so I kind <laughs> of want him in the NFC. Oh my. Uh, I'd rather him in the AFC, so I'm fine with Jacksonville. Because I think he'd be a good fit there. Or, no, Buffalo just drafted somebody. So did New York. Yeah, I'd say Jacksonville would probably be the best fit. I mean, because I don't know what happened last season. After they made it to the AFC Championship and then didn't even make the playoffs. It's yeah. like, what happened to that team? Like, there was something wrong. So, I think I think that'd be a good addition because I don't know what...
3: Could their problem be that they got cocky?
2: It could be. I don't know.
0: I think it has a lot to do with the locker room. I honestly do. I, Jalen, that, Ramsey opinion, Jalen Ramsey is, in my opinion, the best cornerback in the league. But
3: I he, agree. But he... Um, He's the best corner physically, but he has to keep his mouth
1: shut. I really think them losing their running back because Blake Bortles can't pass to save mm-hmm. his life. Mm. I think once they lost that security net... Your offense couldn't do anything. And like we see, when you have a defense that's stellar and they don't have an offense like we saw with the Broncos in 2016, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: they they need an offensive piece that can really just work it for them. And if you gave them a good quarterback that could pass to subpar receivers and then you have that excellent running back, then you can really do something there. Well, here's the thing, though. Jacksonville needs more than a quarterback because their receivers went to different teams in the offense. And because
3: Allen Robinson went to – uh, help me out here Allen Robinson went to Chicago yeah, yeah he went to Chicago and then Allen Hearns went, went to, to, Dallas. to Dallas Yeah. so if,
1: well let Dash me say really this more than a quarterback um a good quarterback can take the stinkiest receivers and make them okay. We see it with Tom Brady, we see it with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. we see it with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I'm not comparing Nick Foles to them, but you know, he's at yeah. that level too, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. just he has shown the ability to be like that. So I believe you can throw, you know, even a new guy at him and he might be able to turn oh. into
0: something. Plus, I one of my favorite things to do is scouting for the NFL draft. I just yeah. really enjoy it, and this wide receiver class mm-hmm. is yeah. deep. It has a lot of good talent. Um, They'll be able to find one or two wide receivers that would be better than what they have now. So, um, yeah, I I
2: think Nick Foles on the Jaguars would be a very big upgrade. Because if you go back to when they won, when they were in the AFC Championship against New England, like Leonard Fournette, he pretty much helped carry that team. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't remember if it was what he had like two or three touchdowns in the AFC Championship, <laughs> and like that's what that's what Jacksonville need right now. Yeah, is they need their running back and they need a leader at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, Blake Bortle, he's decent. Yeah, he did pretty good against New England, but I just can't see him leading this team for the next couple years. You can't, and he won't. It's yeah, just. Without a good coach and without that running back. Leonard Fournette did something to that team that year. Because then he got injured and they completely just blew it all. Yeah, yeah he well, got hurt and I think, what was it,
3: the third quarter against the Patriots? I don't and remember when he, got, apart.
2: when he got uh, injured. But after he got injured, it's just like the whole team fell apart. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe even though he's young, maybe he was a leader in the locker room. And when he got injured, everything just fell apart. I don't know. But I think if you have, like, a Nick Foles on there with a Leonard Fournette, like, even in the Super Bowl, uh, Nick mm-hmm. Foles had J.J.I.E. and LeGarrette Blunt, who helped him out a lot against New England. I think LeGarrette Blunt almost had 100 yards against New England yeah, um, rushing. So I think if Nick Foles could get on Jacksonville and have a good running back to help him out, I think that'd be a good pair. Yeah.
1: Well, I just want to add this. I know this is a little bit off topic, but I really don't think – I think that Tom Coughlin's a huge part of Jaguar success, at least oh, yeah. in the 2016 <laughs> year. And I think when Leonard Fournette got injured last season, that really de-energized Tom Coughlin. Mm. So if you gave Tom Coughlin something to be excited about, like a veteran like Nick Foles, I believe you know, Tom Coughlin will energize the team, and you know, thence you know, they're gonna get back to that AFC Championship, and you know, they might even win. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. They're definitely a team that could be elevated greatly with a good a good quarterback. Um, so yeah, that's how the quarterback uh, free agency class is looking. Um, you got some good backups in there. With a few, if you're desperate for a quarterback, they'd be they'd be good additions.
1: They'd be good rentals.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Geno
1: Smith, yeah.
0: Mm. So so let's go ahead and move to um to running backs. Uh, Right now, I'm looking at a list. Uh, Kareem Hunt, if we're just looking at the, the age best. and talent, he was he was the guy, 24 years old, was the lead rusher, and he got signed uh, to the Browns. So that, that was the main guy. And they got him for super cheap because of the stuff he's dealing with. So that was a good addition, I think. Um, next to that, you have Latavius Murray, Marshawn Lynch, Mark Ingram. Then you got Spencer Ware. Uh, Darren Sproles, LeGarrette Blunt, Amir Abdullah, Adrian Peterson, Tevin Coleman, Charkandrick West, you, Ty Montgomery. You have a lot of good running backs. And the thing with running backs, I think, is most teams now are using two. It, mm-hmm. The model is what New Orleans has been doing with Mark Ingram, who's a free agent, and Alvin Kamara. Um, I think they really need to resign him because that dynamic – which even as a Cowboys fan, I'm hoping they do with Ezekiel Elliott. He's he's a great running back, but if you get someone else who is good that just gives a change of pace and you have those two, then I think it could be phenomenal. And that's why I think when I say which one of these could be a starter, I'm saying which one could be the first or second best running back on a team. I'm not saying who's one of the 32 best running backs, but who could be a starter in the league. So uh, let's start with you, Jacob. At,
1: um, i like frank gore i know he's really old but mm-hmm. he's been really solid you know the past three years with the teams he's been on you know a lot of people look at age look what adrian peterson just that he ran for over a thousand yards when you're mm-hmm. looking for a running back in today's league i'm thinking you're looking for a guy who's, who can get you a four yards on a third down mm-hmm. or three yards on a first down um i think frank gore is your heavy hitter who can do that when you need him to um and if I might just add one more, I think um, that Doug Morden hasn't lost his speed. I know he has a lot of issues with performance-enhancing drugs, but uh, if you can get him clean off of that, I believe he can give you uh, at least twelve hundred-yard season. So. Oh
0: yeah, he's good, and I. Don't know how I forgot to mention this guy, but Le'Veon Bell, of course. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is the premier. If he actually signs a contract. Yeah. One. Yeah. He'll play this year. Sure. Sure. Or even
3: the franchise type for Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he'll find someone who will pay him like he's the best running back in the league. I truly believe that. I think he's going to be the highest paid running back before next season.
1: I um, can see that. I can you see that. mention Alfred Blue. Alfred Blue. I, 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 I like Alfred Blue. Um. They're, the thing about these running backs is I don't believe you need a big name to be a running back. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm a Packers fan, and we drafted these guys out of the fifth round who are getting us the most yards per carry out of any running back in the game. Mm-hmm. I think all it takes is somebody who's driven, and almost every name you can look on here, besides maybe Amir Abdullah, yeah. I really don't like that guy. He doesn't have any drive. Yeah. But um, you look at any of these guys, Darren Sprouls, TJ Yenon, um, Bio Platt, by little Powell. I, I mean, I look at that guy in New York. He was giving them a 1,000-yard seasons, and their team was getting three wins. Yeah. I mean, Latavius Murray, I'm, I'm just saying that you, this is my opinion, is you can pick any one of these guys, and if you just give them enough drive, they'll get you the yards you want. So. Mm.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, the running back by committee is something that's that's been taking over the league, and it is, it's true, and you can have a no-name, and like you said, have them rush for a thousand yards running back is something that it's good to have a great running back, but it's not necessary to have a great running back.
3: Yeah. And that's the thing though, this running back class, you got a lot of dark horses. Because oh yeah. You look at, I see two specific names here that are dark horses for me. It's Tevin Coleman mm-hmm. and TJ Yeldon. Yeah. Cause you, these, these running backs are solid. They would be number ones if they weren't overshadowed by Devontae Freeman and Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Tevin Coleman and TJ Yeldon are probably the two biggest dark horses mm-hmm. in this entire class. You know, going off of CJ Anderson, I think he had a, a revival with the LA Rams. Yeah. But he's not their running back of the future because mm-hmm. he's overshadowed by
0: he was, Todd
1: Gurley. He was the guy who got you two yards when you needed it. Exactly. exactly. Just by committee. Yes. Exactly. That's,
0: that's the thing. This I couldn't mention everyone, not, even all of us putting our heads yeah. together, can't think of everyone because this is such a deep position and anyone can give you anything. And right. so I think people like I agree T.J. Yeldon could probably be a number one. I think it would be foolish for Tevin Coleman to be a number one. I think he fits perfectly as that someone who's a power back,
3: receiver too. Yeah,
0: be uh yeah a running back too, and and be that be that receiver role. Yeah,
3: and possible kick returner. Too, Same
0: with C.J. Anderson. I think it would be foolish for C.J. Anderson to try and be a number one running back. But I know they're both free agents. But why not wait till Le'Veon Bell signs? and then sign with the same team for a cheap contract. I think Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Anderson, they complement each other perfectly. Uh, Leonard, uh, Le'Veon Bell's uh, a very... He can be wherever you want. He can be a receiver. He can be a running back coming out of the backfield. He can be just a straight-up runner of the ball. He can do everything.
2: Mike, but what do you C.J.
0: Have to say? Anderson is just a tank.
2: Mike, what do you have to say? I Even though I'm a Philly fan, and it's going to be tough to say this, but if we're going talking about how deep the running back position is, I'd have to say Darren Sproles. Oh, yeah. I could see Darren Sproles on Dallas. I really could. I would love that. I know. That's why I'm really scared (laughs) that Philly's (laughs) going to let him go. But, like, because if you think of Darren Sproles, when he was on New Orleans, that was the scariest team when it was Mm -hmm. him and Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah. And Drew Brees. That was scary. Then last year, with Philly, you had... Jhi, he was he was not really a Darren Sproles, but he kinda had like a more versatile than LeGarrette Blunt. Um and then this year, Darren Sproles, he didn't really do much. But I could see Darren Sproles feeling that more receiver slash kick returner, punt returner, or more versatile role. Yeah. Or just like a slot. You could go into slot with him or or just something like that. Alright, then since we've covered this, how about we we choose the teams of
3: where we think. Well, I want to stay
0: on this for just a second. Um, Darren Sproles has been my favorite player in Philadelphia for as long as he's been on there. Darren Darren Sproles is great, and I think he's... I think, yes, you said the Cowboys would be a good fit. I think that's true. I think we need someone like him, or another name I like is someone I already mentioned, Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman would excel (laughs) in that receiver out of the backfield role. And And so...
1: Yeah, oh I, oh I just wanted to add that, you know, I know this undermines my my compliments to Frank Gore, but Darren Sproles is thirty six years old in mm-hmm. a running back thing. With and, injury history. And we're mm-hmm. No one mentioned this, and I know Jacob Michael just said that. It's kind of impossible to mention every name, but Alex Collins, what he did with the Ravens last year, um he's 25 years old. He can catch and he can run. And I just, I didn't want this podcast to end without his name being thrown out there for a good option for any team, really. This yeah. Time. Are you saying he put the Baltimore Ravens back on the map? I'm saying that he definitely complimented uh, I think Jackson. Lamar
0: Jackson put them yeah. back on the map. I but... think he
1: complimented him very nicely. mm mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Um so yeah, let's let's get into what Chandler was saying. Um just starting with the biggest name and just going down the list. There's we'll probably just go and do this till the podcast end because there's so many options. Um so let's start let's start with Le'Veon Bell. Um where do you think we already went over this a little bit before I believe, but let's just so we're going to only do this shortly because we've already gone over this. But let's just uh Jacob, you weren't there last time we talked about it. So, where do you think would be the best fit?
1: For Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. um, well, I, I automatically think about the NFC North, but I don't think any team would really prosper with Le'Veon Bell. Um, I this might be controversial. I would give him to the Ravens. I think mm. with Lamar Alexander Lamar Jackson, yeah, and then if you gave him Le'Veon Bell, they got a set of okay receivers, and their defense is still super seller. I think that you know they're making the playoffs already. If you give them Le'Veon Bell who can stop, wait, find a hole, and run for 20 yards, you know, to the end zone. Mm-hmm. You could get them to a Super Bowl pretty soon, too. And mm-hmm. I feel like they're just missing – I mean, they had Alex Collins, who really helped. If they give a one-two punch with Lamar – well, Le'Veon Bell and Alex Collins, you know, we got ourselves a championship team.
0: So. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they can afford both of those running backs, but well, that would be that would be a crazy – that would be – Better than
1: the stellar thing about Alex Collins is he's around a seven hundred thousand dollar player to be yeah. per year. So if you give a Le'Veon Bell, say you give him mm, this would be kind of cheap, seven million dollars yeah. a year, and then you have a seven hundred thousand dollar running back as a one two punch. Mm-hmm. I really think that the Ravens could really go and win it.
0: Yeah, if they can make that work, that would be that'd be a great option for them. Um. I just want to give you what I said in the previous podcast. I think it's a perfect scenario. I think he goes to the New York Jets, and I think the Jets trade for Antonio Brown. And then you have a triplet of Sam Darnold, who I think is going to be the best quarterback out of last year's draft class when it's all said and done. And then you have Le'Veon and Antonio Brown. I think that's the perfect scenario for all three of them. A quarterback that will throw it, but a team that's not afraid historically to run the ball um, over the past couple of seasons. They've had people like Billy O'Pau get tons of yards. So I think that would be a great fit. Um, what, what teams did you guys say? You guys had someone in the NFC West, I believe, right? No, I actually
2: changed. I just thought about this. I'd put, I'd put Le'Veon Bell on the Panthers. Yeah. Um, that's the reason. Because Christian McCaffrey, if we're going like triplets like – you think okay, you have a versatile running back, you have a power running back, then you have a good quarterback. And I think the Panthers already have two of those. They yeah. have Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton. If they could add a good power running back, I think and they actually get a good defense, they could actually be a good contender for the Saints in that division. Oh now here's the thing though, you convert Le'Veon Bell to a power back, do you convert Christian McCaffrey to a receiver? He already kinda is. Like even in um uh, where'd he go, Wisconsin? Stanford? He, went, he was Stanford. 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 Like he was he was never really a power running back. He was more of like versatile. He's like another Darren Sproles.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of that just because I think that would be the best duo of running backs in the league. No question. I think that would be the best two running backs on any team. Because those are both when Le'Veon Bell was playing and was doing well on the Steelers, I don't know where he's at now, but they were both top five running backs to me. But I think they're both receivers. I have never in my life considered really? Le'Veon Bell a power running back. I'd say it's he the patience he has, that's not and he can line up a, a slot receiver. You don't see power running backs, you don't see Ezekiel Elliott, you don't see Eddie Lacy. you don't see Todd Gurley lining up in the slot. I think there would be two similar running backs, two receiver running backs, but just talent alone, that would be a perfect fit. That would be that would be an explosive offense, even more explosive than they already are, which is the Carolina Panthers were explosive with Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. But
1: Uh, if I may just add a team, um and this would be kind of Ram esque to say that if he went to the Chiefs, I mean that would make them mm. a complete offense again. They have the tight end, they have the quarterback, and they have the receiver. If you give them the running back and you know they're stomping oh. out. They're stomping New England in the championship. They're stomping the Ravens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they're going to go all the way and they're going to win.
0: And they have a good offensive line that yeah. he could be patient behind, which is his quality. I don't think he'd succeed with a poor offensive line.
1: No, but uh, yeah,
0: but he's that patient kind of guy. And I oh, that would be crazy. I would love yeah. that. See that. I just
1: don't know that they can afford him. That's yeah.
0: That's that's
3: fair. What do you think? You, are you, who do you have, Chandler? Personally, okay. I, I was thinking about this for a little bit. What I would do is that I would put and Bell on the Raiders. And the Raiders trade away Marshawn Lynch because he's no longer beast mode. Let's let's just say that. He's not in the prime of his career anymore. He's not beast mode anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, Marshawn Lynch is a free agent. So they could just let him go yeah. and sign. That That would be a good fit, too. There are really any... Any team in the NFL that has a decent offensive line and you plug Le'Veon Bell in, their so, scores times better.
3: Yeah, well, you look at this. Oakland is a team that's rebuilding. It's a team that did not need to rebuild. Mm-hmm. You got rid of Jack Del Rio, and he was a fine coach. The Raiders actually made the playoffs for the first time in, what was it, like almost two decades?
0: Oh, yeah. And then what?
1: they hired John Gruden. He's rebuilding the team himself.
0: Yeah, I think that team had a ceiling, though. That team was never going to win a championship. They,
1: they could have won it, I think, in 2015 when Derek Carr broke his Oh, ball.
0: yeah. Now, they they were good. Who sure. knows
1: what would have happened, but I just believe that they had a shot that year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, let's we're just going to uh, continue going through the running back position, but we're not going to talk about the names. We're just going to give out a team, and we're just going to do one person. So I'm going to go Chandler. Where do you think the best fit is for Darren Sproles?
3: We were talking about Darren Sproles. Okay, Darren Sproles is a threat in Philly, obviously, and now that he's going to be a free agent.
2: Well, uh, that's not final yet. I mean, he can still sign a contract. Okay, okay, sure. we gotta we gotta keep
3: this moving. Right? <laughs> but if he doesn't sign a contract in Philly, I see him going to Washington. The Redskins.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll be having Adrian Peterson leave. Good pick. All right, Jacob. Let's talk about him. Where do you think Adrian Peterson's gonna go?
1: Um, I would not be shocked if they brought Adrian and Peterson to the Raiders. That's Ooh. just my pick.
0: That's a nice pick right there. Okay, uh, Mike, let's go ahead and go Tevin Coleman. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to be honest,
2: I don't even know who that is. He's, uh,
1: he, I think he'll stay. with i right,
0: the I'll, defense, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll keep uh, Tevin. I'll do Tevin Coleman then. Uh, what do you think about Ty Montgomery?
2: I don't know, man. Baltimore. The only thing I know about Baltimore is stinking <laughs> John Harbaugh. <Arva>. Yeah.
3: yeah, well, he like, was
2: he was a running back, wide receiver, um, and he back. and he was
0: he was really versatile. Um, who do you think could use that kind of gadget player? Just anyone. I think he would do well for the Chiefs, for instance. He's that co- sort of player, like a Tyreek Hill or someone like that. But who do you think needs that sort of gadget player?
2: Probably Denver
0: denver yeah they they got a good uh running back but you can never count out those those sort of gadget players that can play either position give or take yeah i'll do tevin coleman uh tevin coleman like i said i'd love to see him on dallas i think yes he's gonna stay on the falcons i think he has a perfect situation him and Devonte freeman um so i think that was pretty cut and dry for me i think he stays in uh atlanta okay let's go one more round around uh, Chandler, where do you have Mark Ingram going?
3: Okay, Mark Ingram. I hate to say this, but I see Mark Ingram going to Houston. Houston. I feel like Houston could be an underdog and get Mark Ingram. Yeah. Because they have Lamar Miller, but Lamar Miller is a rental.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Miller's never been, spe- he was spectacular for a couple
3: years, but. Plus, I would love to see him work with Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Yeah, good pick. Good pick. All right, um, Jacob, what do you think about Billy O'Pal? We talked about him a little bit. Where do you think would be a good fit for him?
1: I I would say he is a second kind of guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's not your first pick. I'd put him on the Detroit Lions, put him with Matthew Stafford and that young pick out of Auburn. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, that 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 would be fun to see. I would I would really like that. They complement each other perfectly. That's a good pick. All right, um, Mike. What do you think about Marshawn Lynch? Does he continue playing, and if so, where? No, he just need to go to retirement. Okay, well, well, let's, uh, well, let's go ahead and say if
2: he's—that's
0: no fun. Where do you it's think he would?
2: Anymore. If he was still good, well, I'm not. Okay, let me rephrase that. If it, <laughs> if he was still as good as he was on the Seahawks, that's better put it. Okay, then what? I probably I don't even tell you. I I don't, I don't even know where I put it. Probably no, the Giants have. I'll give you a different one. I'll
0: give you a different one because, yeah,
2: you, you apparently think he should retire and he's no <laughs> good on the team.
3: Watch him pull up Brett Favre and retire three times and come back that makes make me times. so mad. Okay. I,
2: no, not, nothing against Brett Favre, but I can't stand Brett Favre because of that. <laughs> okay, let's last go. Name great even
3: Favre. He can't even spell his last name right. Anyway.
0: You're oh, my. Like okay, <laughs> let's go ahead and go to Alex Collins then. The other running back, I'll give you both running backs out of Baltimore. This one seems like he could be more of a feature back. But who do you? Where do you think he should go? Arizona. Arizona. Nice. We'll give or
3: take, Arizona does need a running back.
0: We yeah, like that's David true. Johnson. David Johnson. He was he was all right last year. He was he was another decent. offensive player. I, my fantasy team. He I hope okay. he comes back. Yeah, I hope he comes back. But yeah, that's a good pick if he doesn't. Um. So then I'll just do the last one. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Um. I think that he needs to go to a place that has that receiver type of running back. And I think the perfect place for him would be Carolina with Christian McCaffrey. I think they complement each other perfectly. Um, He could do read options with uh, Cam Newton. I think that's just a great place for him to go. So uh, thank you guys. Thanks, guys, for joining me. Um, It's good to talk to you guys. Jacob's going to be back next week, um, so we'll get to hear more from him. And we'll continue to go through free agency. We have a lot of players that we haven't even touched yet, a lot of positions we haven't touched yet. So uh, thanks, guys, for watching, um, and we will see you on Friday with an NBA podcast. Uh, Thanks, guys. Have a good night.